Welcome to Leveling Up the Podcast with Alethea Tucker. I'm so happy that you're listening today. My goal is to bring something new, something promising. I plan to bring conversation, resources, and wisdom around the things that are holding us back from going for our best. We'll talk about everyday life and careers. I'll bring us dialogue designed to dig deep and identify our passions. We'll talk about the limits that you need to let go of and the promise that you need to grab a hold of. I'll interview women who bring valuable insight to the table. We'll have opportunities for Q&A and we'll talk resources to help along the way. There are levels to this and we'll hit them all starting at the ground floor. We all have dreams and now is our time to level up. Ground floor. What is a journey? According to Webster, it's the act of traveling from one place to another. The definition doesn't say how we travel or when or how we feel. It just says the act of traveling from one place to another. Journeys take on so many different appearances. Many are filled with joy. Some are painful. Some are exciting. Some are eventful, life-changing, noteworthy, historical, devastating, and remarkable. The journey is multifaceted. It has lots of sides. But one thing that's the same about journeys, we all have one. We all have a path to travel. A path unique to just you, to just me, and laden with many of the adjectives used above. Honestly, depending on how long you've been on your journey, is probably included all of those adjectives I mentioned. We all have a story to tell. They're all different and impactful and profitable. Profitable to you, profitable to me, and profitable to others. So share it. Our experiences serve as strength, confidence, instruction, medicine, and lifesavers. One person's journey can move mountains for someone else. You see, it all really does work out. And it comes full circle. I share my story because of the life I've lived. I've lived this life because of who I am. I am because God saw that I was needed to fulfill a purpose that he has for me. That purpose that he has for me, that purpose, although it's mine, is really to make an impact that is for others to feel. Therefore, my purpose is uniquely mine and unlike yours. And my story is all mine, But that's not to say that it doesn't sound a little like yours, similar, but different. You know, there are areas where I failed and you may have triumphed. 
And where I've triumphed and you may not even know how to begin to approach the problem. So God has worked it all together so that each of us has lessons learned. We have purpose designed to make an impact. My purpose impacts me, but it's also designed to make an impact that someone else feels. Your affirmation, my story, my journey is not just for me, but it's for others. I have to share it. It's all a part of God's intent. He wants me to reach others. It's an obligation. My journey, my story has value. I'll tell it. I'll share it. I'll help someone and someone I know. Their journey will help me. Welcome to Leveling Up the Podcast with Alethea Tucker. I am continuing a discussion that I was having with Monique's Cox Waite over on my uh, show, Reinventing and Rising. I'm sorry, Reinventing, Reinvent and Rise. I got to get the name of my show right at least, <laughs> Reinvent and Rise. Um, and you can catch the first part of that over on the XOD Network, the BHC channel. And I will make sure to give you information on how to access that. But right now on the podcast, we want to continue our discussion. And the topic has been, what do you do when the happiest time of the year just isn't so happy? Monique's has worked as a licensed therapist and life coach for over 20 years. And she holds a master's degree and social work from Howard University. She has a heart for helping people reach their full potential and helping them to gain the tools needed to be successful in all aspects of their life. She utilizes a holistic approach in therapy that encompasses aligning mind, body, and soul. Monique is a wife, mother, and minister. And in her spare time, she enjoys reading and traveling and spending time with family. Welcome, Monique. Thanks for joining me over here at Leveling Up the Podcast with Alethea Tucker. Thank you, Alethea. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, over on the show, Reinvent and Rise, we were talking about this topic and you took us through the stages of grief, you know, the stages being denial and anger and depression and then bargaining and acceptance. And then you told us some things that we could do to kind of maneuver our way through the holidays if we're dealing with depression for whatever reason, you know, that may be. But in particular, we were talking about grief. And I shared with you how this was definitely appropriate for me at this time of the year. Um, number one, I just recently lost a very dear person. Mm -hmm. And secondly, um, this time of the year seems to be the anniversary death of so many people in my family. It just, mm -hmm. uh, it just seems that 
the deaths in our family occur around the end of the year or at the beginning of the year. So the memories are fresh. The memories are absolutely fresh. And so, you know, we talked about some of the things that, you know, we can do. How if, and I'll take it off of me this time, mm-hmm. how if it's someone else that we know who is dealing with depression at this time of the year, how can we help them to get through the holidays? So um, one of the things I would say is just be a support. Um, some, and when I say that, I mean, sometimes just being there, you know, being present, whether it's through a phone call or just physically sitting with the person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times, again, especially after that, I call five to seven day period of grief. Mm-hmm. Um, people forget about those who are still grieving. Like the grief just doesn't stop because you've had the services and you've buried your loved one, right? Right. Um, And I think that's where you need the people the most, Mm. you know, after the services, after everything is said and done. So still, you know, reaching out through a phone call or text. So like I said, being there for the person um, is is helpful, just giving them that that support um, and letting them know that you remember them and their loved one, you know, and they're not forgotten. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. that is important. That's what, And then being able to balance that, you know, you know that they need that time to grieve, but you mm-hmm. also want them to know that you remember that they're there. Exactly, you know? exactly. So it's that happy medium, being able to be there and not be there too much. <laughs> right, right. And and, and that is, uh, you know, that is something to navigate and it can be challenging. And so what sometimes people do, the tendency is, well, I'm just going to back off and give them their space and I'll let them call. Uh, and for for some people, they're not going to call because they're in their, they're in that grief, you know, and it's like it's consuming. So, and they don't want to reach out because they may feel like, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I don't want to, you know, upset people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a delicate balance, but, you know, just checking in to make right. sure that person is oh, it's okay. How you doing? Right. How you feeling? Exactly. You know, I'm here for you. If you need to talk, I'm here to listen. Yes. Yes. That's good. That's good. You know, something else I was thinking about too, um, you know, sometimes when, when people are grieving, they don't want you to know that they're grieving for whatever reason. They want to give the impression that they're absolutely okay. You know, nothing's wrong. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've just lost this incredibly important person in my life, but I'm, I'm okay. You know, no need to worry about me. When is it that we should, you know, raise our antennas? Um, how do we handle someone like that who we know has to be feeling some kind of way. They may be depressed, um, or they're grieving. However, mm-hmm. um, they don't want anyone to know, but we want to be there because we don't want them to fall into a dark hole mm-hmm. and feel as though, or to you know, just be totally despondent. How do you identify and know what to do in that kind of situation? So, you know, grief presents itself in different ways. And so some people may, you know, shut down and they just want to be alone and they may isolate themselves, you know, to try to work through it. I think a lot of that is just culturally um, 
we haven't normalized grief yet. So grief is still seen as something, you know, abnormal mm-hmm. in our culture. It's like, you know, if you're grieving, you know, oh, you, you know, you're still crying. You need to yeah. stop crying. You know, why are you still crying? Exactly. Um, you need to get over it. So I think people tend to withdraw. I think just paying attention to if there is starting to be a, a decrease in like their daily functioning whether you know they're not eating or they're sleeping a lot or you know they're losing excessive amounts of weight um or they're starting to have those dark thoughts of suicide Mm. you know it's one thing to wish that you know i just wish i could be with my loved one there's a whole difference when you start to either plan how you're going to do that or saying i don't want to live anymore and i think when you start having those thoughts that's a red flag you know, and that's something to pay attention to. Yes. And if you start to see it or hear it or notice some of the other like, you know, changes like poor appetite, weight loss, you know, sleeping a lot, mm-hmm. um, not not bathing, not taking care of themselves in any way, you know, not going to work. Yeah. Those are things where you want to start to kind of pay attention and maybe, you know, kind of introduce the idea of maybe going talking to someone. You know, maybe it's a minister yes. or maybe it's somebody uh, through your job, the uh, EAP people mm-hmm. at work um, or a trusted, you know, a trusted friend or confidant um, and even a counselor. But some people may start or be or even go into a support group. You yeah. know, um, so it, there are different places that you can start at you know, to get that support or get that support for your loved one. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like particularly the support group. You know, um, I know recently or after my father passed, my mom and I went to a grief support group. And to my surprise, you know, there were people from all stages of grief in there, you know, and not just stages, but time periods. There were people in there who had lost a, a loved one three, four years ago and were just starting to process the grief. You know, mm-hmm. for us, we had, you know, my father had had passed away about a month, maybe, maybe two months when we went to um, a grief session and the grief for them was just as raw as it was for us. They had put it off for four years or longer, um, you know, and we're just starting to process that. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that's amazing to me. It just shows you the level that grief goes to, you know, and the vastness. Yes. And, and I love, that's what I love about um, grief groups or support groups in general, mm-hmm. is that you can go to the groups and you can see other people who have gone through or they're experiencing the same things that you're experiencing, you know, or similar things that you're experiencing. And also you get to see people at different stages of the healing journey, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that support right there, it gives a lot of people hope. Yes. Especially if you just lost someone or you're still in that, you know, very, you know, tent, that very depressed stage, you know, of grief to sit there and to see someone say, I was where you were two years ago or, you know, five years ago. But, you know, this is where I am today. I think it really does. It gives you hope, 
you know, and when I, I've spoken to groups in the past, um, I think, you know, that's where a lot of people get their support to be able to sit there and listen to the stories and listen to how I got through. Mm-hmm. Because if you haven't been through it, I can tell you all day long, but you know, you're like, well, Monique, you really haven't, you know, you haven't lost a child or you haven't lost, you know, a parent. But I think when you go to a group and you see people who've lost a parent or lost a child and you're like, they got through it. So that should give me some hope that one day I can get through it too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, it's the support. The support is coming not just from the person who's leading the group, so to speak, you know, but you get support. It's, It's the tribe, you know, everyone else in there has experienced something and being able to see the different stages, like you said, it does, it gives you hope to mm-hmm. feel like you're, you know, you're going to pull out of this. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to pull out. Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask you this, um, you know, a person who is just dealing with the death of a loved one. And I know that you gave us steps, for example, over mm-hmm. on the show when we were talking, you know, about some things that we can do. Take us through, if you can, take us through a, a regular day. What should a person do, for example, on Christmas Day? And they're trying their best to get through that day um, without totally curling up into a shell somewhere and pulling away from everybody. Um, you know, what do they do? How can they make it through that day? Right. So again, I tell people you do do what you feel. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like I don't want to, you know, decorate or I want to sit in my pajamas all day long and watch movies and eat popcorn, mm-hmm. if it's going to make you feel, you know, good, then do that. If you feel like, you know, well, maybe I want to be around people, then do that. Um, I think there's no like one answer or one way. But what I do, I do often, you know, in therapy, what I do um, do with people is we create a plan. Mm -hmm. So I often say have a plan. You know, so what what I've been doing with a lot of my clients is, you know, we have a plan about what you want to do that day you know, or not. Um, And if things start to get, you know, really intense for you, or you start to feel yourself really getting depressed and, you know, you feel like, okay, I need to reach out to people. We actually identify who you're going to reach out to, you know? So in your plan, you put down, you know, the people that I'm going to reach out to that day. If I get to that place where I feel like I need some support, you know, um, and I've been told, you know, where people will say that having a plan really helped because, it, again, it gave them permission to grieve. Yes. Like I said before, it gave them permission to say, hey, I don't want to decorate and celebrate the holidays or, you know, I want to sit here in my pajamas and eat popcorn all day or I want to create a new tradition. You know, or maybe, you know, I want to say a prayer and light a candle, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think when people have a plan, it helps you to feel more in control. Because one of the things, you know, with death is it takes that you don't have control over that. No. So I think 
for for some people, it helps to give them a sense of control. Like, okay, you know, I can choose what I want to do today. Yes. Yes. Oh, that. I love that. Make a plan. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Make a plan so that you don't have to, the stress of, you know, thinking, oh, what am I going to do when I really don't feel like doing anything? Well, right. you have a plan for that. And if you really get in a crisis, you know, you have somebody to call. That's a part of your plan. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. I really like that. Monique, thanks so much. Thanks so much for, you know, continuing the conversation over here on the podcast. Um, I know that some of these questions that I ask are questions that my audience, they need answers to as well. So I am so, so grateful for you being here today and being able to share your wealth of knowledge with us to help us get through a time of the year that really should be really happy, but may, may not always be that way, mm -hmm. you know? You know, thank yes, you. Yes, exactly. Well, again, thank you. Thank you Absolutely. for inviting me. Yes. Absolutely. And so really quickly before I let you go, are there any resources that you could recommend for our audience? Well, as far as support groups, you know, I know a lot of your churches, mm -hmm. um, you know, have groups around this time. Um, even in your local community centers may have some support groups. You know, reach out through them. Grief Share, if you go online, Grief Share is, a, is connected worldwide, actually. Mm -hmm. um, you can actually plug in the, where you live and they'll bring up groups that you can actually attend. And those are free you know, and you can actually go um, and get some support that way. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. That's great. I know that that's what um, my mother and I did. We did grief share through a church and it was, yes. it's wonderful. It's a wonderful program and support. Mm -hmm. group. Mm -hmm. Well, now last thing, tell us how we can reach out to you and get in touch with you. So you can find me um, on Instagram, uh, systemo.com. Um, you can also find me, uh, my website page, Coaching with Sister Mo. Um, you can find me in Psychology Today. I, I work out of North Carolina. So if you are in the area, you can reach out to me that way as well. Great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Awesome. Monique, thanks so much again. Thanks so much for being with us today on Leveling Up the Podcast. Thank you. All right. Welcome to The Loft. Monique has recommended a couple of resources to us to include, of course, her website, coachingwithsistermo.com. Also, she encourages you to reach out to her on Instagram, at Sister Mo, and that's spelled Sister M-O-E, S-I-S-T-E-R-M-O-E. Also, another resource, a book, that specifically deals with handling grief entitled It's Okay That You're Not Okay and that's by Megan Devine and you can find that at your favorite book outlet such as Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Also there is a resource that is mainly a group resource. You frequently find them at churches and other community type environments and that is called Grief Share. You can get information on them by visiting their website, griefshare, all one word, uh, dot org.
And these individuals, the people that you will find at Grief Share, will walk alongside you through one of life's most difficult experiences. And that's it for The Loft. Okay, we've reached the end of the episode. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. As you catch the elevator down, if you feel so inclined, rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Remember, every day is a new opportunity, and it's never too late to level up.